You are listening to Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets with Naomi Rose, the food business talk show that shares with you the reality of what's happening in the food and hospitality industry. I am on a mission to help as many people as possible grow and build successful food businesses. Each week on this podcast, you'll get useful information, top tips, as well as what's really happening in the kitchen behind the scenes. Let's get on to today's show. Well, hello, hello, lovely people. It's another episode of Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets, the podcast that goes behind the scenes of the food and hospitality industry, talking about all things business. I'm Naomi, and for those of you who have not come across me before, I'm a food and business strategy marketing expert, and I work with food businesses, whether they're on their startup or whether they want to grow their businesses. I work with a whole array of different types of business owners from cafes, bakeries, restaurants, and independent food brands. So that is a little bit about who I am. Today, I am actually going to be talking about how I started up my business, but actually how I grew it to six figures within the first six months of opening the doors. Because I think it's something that when you're first starting up a business, it can be overwhelming, it can be daunting. And there's some things that I really, really learned along the way that I believe would help you in your business, whether you're starting out or whether you're just looking to grow it. All of the things that I did in the first six months of my business were things that I did over and over and over again in different guises, in different ways, because that's what really helped me to get, refine my business, make it better, make it stronger, have the ability to grow. There was always something else I could be doing to think about how I move forward. For those of you that have only tuned in for the first time today, welcome to the show. It's really great to have you here. Back in 2018, I quit my nine to five job to open a cafe and bar and later also then had the bakery added on. I didn't just magically have all the knowledge in the world on how to open it. I had come from, uh, it was very, very different from operating a hospitality business. It was completely different. I'd worked in a bar for six months. I think I was about 20 and that was about it. That's all my knowledge. I love food. I love to bake. And that was where my premise came from, that I wanted to do something that I was passionate about. So that's why I started my business. But a lot of what I'd learned throughout my career in working on projects, working on launches, working on campaigns in marketing, digital, brand, all of those things, which I'd done 15 years before I actually even considered opening my cafe and bar, really helped me with launching this business, getting it off the ground. And there's some things that I think really helped me to get to where I needed to get to very quickly because anyone that's thinking of starting up a business and you can start businesses from your own home kitchen, they don't have to necessarily cost much. I started in a brick and mortar business, so I put some investment in up front, which I had to see was making a return very, very quickly. So I had huge financial pressure on to make sure that this business worked. And you read the stats out there, a lot of businesses fail, a lot of that mindset was in my mind at the time. And I believe that businesses don't fail because they haven't necessarily got a great business. What they haven't necessarily thought about is the strategy behind it. People start up businesses because they have a passion, but there's a lot of things that need to happen to make that business successful. If you're passionate about something, you are going to make that business work, but you don't know what you don't know. And that's what I'm talking a little bit about today. The very first thing that I think really, really helped me to get my business to where I wanted to be very quickly was, and when I say get to where I want it to be, I spent a lot of time refining what I wanted that to be over the years. So it wasn't like it was suddenly like in six months I had the instant fix. 
business is forever changing. The landscape is forever changing. So it's always, always got to be agile. You've got to really think about how you keep moving with the time. So just to say that before I go into it. But the first thing I had was I had a strategy. I had a plan. I wasn't going in starting this business that I and in this industry that I had far less knowledge about than I would have cared for without something that would help me set it up in the right way. I might not have had all the answers and I certainly didn't. And even if I did have all the answers or thought I did, I would have learned very quickly that I still didn't. Nature of business is it's going to be learning because every business is unique to your business, your own setup. Everything is different. Not You can't compare yourself to other businesses because of that. But what I did have was a strategy and I had a plan. So I had those two things and a strategy and a plan sometimes get used as interchangeable words. They're actually very, very different. A plan is the things you're going to do to get there. The strategy is basically the vision, the goals, the what you are trying to achieve with the business. I had both of those. I had a business strategy that clearly set out my vision, which is what I what I thought my business, what I wanted my business to be, that thing that I kept in my mind every single day so I knew where I was going. I then put underneath that the goals of how I was going to achieve that. So what was it that I needed to get to to make sure that vision was realised? And then from those goals, I was able to create a plan, the steps I had to take to get there. And it was a long plan. And if you start up any business, it's not going to be necessarily one and done thing the minute you open the doors of your business. A strategy and a business plan are something that you update regularly. And I was looking at that plan almost every day. I knew exactly what I wanted to do, where to get to. I was obsessed with making that happen. And once I got that strategy in place and I opened the doors, we then refined it. It was it wasn't just sat on a shelf getting dusty because I like I say, I was opening the doors in a new business. I didn't know what was gonna work, what wasn't gonna work. It was I had my best guess because I had a strategy and a plan. But when you start to actually do the business, actually start working with people, start selling your food, your products, your coffee, you get customers in. Things change. You start to get into a rhythm as a business. Your staff find a way. So you have to keep your eye on that strategy, on your plan, and work out what the most important thing is to the business. I opened my business in December, which some people may think that's crazy opening the busiest month of the year in the run up to Christmas. And it certainly was that when I opened in 2018. But it was a deliberate choice. I pushed my trades that were working on the business to get those doors open by that date because I wanted the income from Christmas. Even if we were having to work things out at pace, in a way, it was the quickest way to learn for both my team, my staff, and trying to work out how to get through everything. But it meant I thought, well, if at least if I'm open in December, with any business, there's always a bit of an influx sometimes when you first open the doors. Every business is different, like I said, but certainly with a brick and mortar cafe, you always get really, really busy because people want to check you out when you first open and then it might dip. And I'd fully prepared for that. I'd assumed that, which is why I wanted to be open in December because people were spending money because on the run up to Christmas, Christmas parties, I had parties booked in before I was even open. So I knew it was going to be a really good income month and it was good because it helped in January when it did get quieter as I thought it might do. So that was a really good learning. So the strategy and the planning 
you're not necessarily, like I say, going to get it right. It doesn't matter. If you have a plan, you can change it. But if you don't have a plan, you don't know where you're going. So get that strategy, get that plan in place, because that will really help. So I knew what that looked like to get to that six-figure point within that time frame. The second most important thing I did in my business was visibility. It was about getting out there, letting people know that my business was coming, that I was going to be there, what it was about, who I was, the ethos behind it, why I was there, what I was doing. And don't get me wrong, I came across criticism of opening another cafe, people didn't want it. You're going to get that. People aren't always going to like what you do. But for me to get the maximum amount of impact, I went out and I was on social media. We were in the forums of the local group, went out to the press. I did so many things to make sure that I got in front of as many of my likely customers as possible. I took out advertising. I did all of these bits because I thought it was really, really important that people knew that we were coming. And yes, I was like, the thought of having being really, really busy at the very first day from the very beginning was terrifying. But I wanted to make sure that people knew we were coming. And I've said this on podcasts before, but you can't talk about your business enough. These, particularly now, social media, less and less people see your posts on social media. So having an email list, having all of those little elements will really, really help you. Looking at other ways where you might be able to talk to your customers, whether that's in a local magazine or in the local newspaper or on your Facebook group forums, wherever that might be, working with local business networks. What Think of these different creative ways where you can get yourself known in front of these people that are going to be your customers that are going to be to buy from you. That was really, really important. That was more, and I got I thought long and hard about the visibility strategy before even I considered what I was necessarily going to be making for the business, what cakes were going to make, what the menu looked like. That came very, very late in the day. I mean, we had a rough idea because my team and I talked about kind of the thing and it was part of the ethos of the cafe and the bar was to have homemade. It was going to be flavorful. It was going to be relaxing. So it had to fit in with whatever we made, had to fit in with that theme. It wasn't going to be fine dining or anything like that. It was homely. That's what we wanted. But what we were going to do came very much later on because it wasn't necessarily important at that point. I always knew that whatever we did, we were going to do it to the best standard that we possibly could. That wasn't what I was worried about. What I wanted to make sure was that I could get customers in the door because without the customers, I don't make sales. Without the sales, I can't employ my staff. So there's a whole knock-on effect. So my job was to make sure that visibility was really, really important. The next point slightly ties into the visibility strategy, but this was about having that marketing plan. So you're thinking about your visibility, but how are you going to entice the customers in? What is it that you're going to do to make sure that people keep coming back to you? How are you going to make sure that you get that footfall through the door? So I looked at lots of different options and looked at all of the different marketing channels I could do from leaflets to print to ads to email to website, social media. And it sounds like an awful lot when you say it like that. And it is. So there are people out there that can absolutely help you with that. If it's not your area of expertise, your zone of genius, it's well worth the investment to have someone help with this because this will really help your business. So investing in these things that will help you grow your customer base 
rather than trying to figure it out on your own, which might take you a lot longer and you might not be able to dedicate the right time and energy to it. Invest in someone that can help you because it will make all the difference. Having that real strong marketing plan and I'd done market research, I knew who my customers were likely to be. I'd really spent a lot of time getting to know them and I've talked a lot about that on the podcast before. But having that, having the branding, having the marketing and having that visibility strategy were like the three things that really helped. Even on my last day of being open, having the cafe open, I had people saying, I never knew you were there or you never did cocktails. And I told you you should. We've done cocktails for four years. Even though I've posted pictures of them regularly on social media, on all the likely channels, those particular people weren't necessarily my customers. But it just goes to show I could not talk about it enough and people still wouldn't know where it was. Even things like in my marketing strategy from the very, very get-go and in the visibility side, because these sort of tie into each other. I had actually included I wanted to win awards. It was something that I was determined to do because I knew that if we got awards into the business and we got all of these little bits and bobs, it increases our credibility, our visibility as a business with people that are likely to buy from us. So having that kind of testimonial from an award can really help. And the only way you can really win an award is by taking part. Some people don't see the benefit of having the awards. I think they are brilliant because not only do you get often get a chance to actually network with different people that are like-minded in the same place as you, but you get the visibility from these places as well. It's great for the business. You know, someone to say, hey, look, I'm the best cafe in Cambridgeshire. You can't buy stuff like that in the same way. But if you just enter, you get involved and you're able to do these things. People love it. It's, it's a great thing. It's a great story to tell. It's something nice to have on your wall. It's something to be proud of. Allow yourself to celebrate with these things. If you're thinking about just how do I put all this together, just write stuff down. You don't have to necessarily do everything, but even if you do one thing, do it well and do it consistently. My best advice. And if you pick one, I always recommend email. It's a really, really great tool. And one your customers are more likely to see than if you'd go on social media. The fourth thing I think was really important was listening to people. I'm not just talking necessarily about getting customer feedback. We, as a business, it was always something we asked. We always wanted to know what people thought. Good, bad, whatever that might be. Because if we don't know, you don't know. So you can't do anything about it. If someone doesn't like something and doesn't say anything, it doesn't help. So I always I always share my feedback with people. If something was good or was something was not quite what I wasn't happy with, I'd always say because otherwise people in the kitchen don't necessarily know or people behind the behind the counter won't necessarily know that something's not quite right. So I'd always appreciate the feedback that people give, gave me. And it was by listening to different feedback, listening and understanding to customer feedback, could we then move forward and think about, is this just one person opinion or do we need to think about this? Is this working for us if it's not working for them? And then I could actually then refine everything. I didn't just listen to my customers. I listened to my staff as well. They were the ones on the front line. They were the ones seeing everything day in, day out. Even though I would be there most days, they are the ones that were doing the job. So if something wasn't working for them or they're finding something particularly difficult to do, like, say, for instance, the online till system was set up in a way that was logical 
to me, but not logical to them when they're taking orders. I would be able to refine and they would get quicker at serving people and we'll be able to adjust it so we got better, everything got smoother. You had to listen. One of the really key important things was actually being able to have the ability to listen, not cast that judgment and then be able to go, is this relevant or do we say thank you, but we know what we're doing here. That really helped. Really understanding what people wanted, what they liked, what they didn't. Even when it came down to cakes and food, some cakes we would try, people just wouldn't like. And we wouldn't just kind of go, well, no one ate it this week, so we're just never going to put it on the menu again. We'd try it two or three different times on different days. And then we'd definitely know whether it worked or not. Some of our best sellers didn't always sell every single day. Then other days they would be gone before 10 o'clock. So it was sometimes you have to really give things a try and listen to what people say and get opinions, and then you can move forward and work out what's best. Sometimes it's just adjusting something slightly that makes something really, really good, and that's what's really important. The final point of how I grew my business to six figures within that six months was data, using data, using insights, whether that be financial, whether it be understanding how many customers you're getting in every day, what's selling, what's not. I love a bit of data. I love a bit of creativity, but I also love a bit of data. So give me a spreadsheet any day. But I monitored everything. Even my staff wrote down reports of what the weather was like every day because I realised that the weather, bizarrely, when it was hot, no one would come in. We would have a really bad sales day. But if I didn't have that information, which was not necessarily a number, but it was able to help me kind of go, well, I know if the weather's going to be hot this week, I know I've got to think of something to do, you know, the week before that would help bring up the sales. Or if you don't see what the financial numbers are doing, what the financial data is doing, then how do I know whether I'm actually, whether it's working or not? So I spent a lot of time really getting to grips with different analysis, different numbers, looking at sales, and you can't judge everything on a daily basis. So data takes time to build a true picture. So you get an idea over a true long period of time. So you can't obsess over the details on a daily basis. It's not good for your mind either. Think about it over a slightly longer period of time because if you look at your sales on a daily basis and you've had a not such a good sales day you really feel disheartened by it but when you look at it in the context of an entire month it doesn't really matter too much it's not really the same but what you can understand then is over that course of a month if well actually I know Tuesdays are a really slow day so is there something I can do can I do a promotion on those days to get people coming in the door? What can I do to make sure I maximise on the most amount of customers? Or do I need all of that staff on that day? Can I have one less member of staff because I can see regularly that these days are quiet for whatever reason? So you can then start to build a picture of what that business is, what your business is like and why things happen at certain times, at certain days and how. And then you can make adjustments. So if you know something on your menu is not working, you can get rid of it because one person orders it two or three times a week and that's it. If you think, well, that's not worth having the stock in for it, change it. It's a really good way of figuring out what works and what doesn't work. So I used to do a lot of analysis to look at what was working, what wasn't working, how I can improve on that. And that really helped give me those insights. I saw a lot of what was going on in the business anyway, but you don't know for definite until you have the numbers in front of you what's really going on. And it either confirmed or changed my thought. I was able then to make really informed decisions about moving forward. 
towards those goals, towards that strategy that I set out at the very beginning. So I can then develop and grow and introduce different things. For instance, some of the feedback we used to get from customers on the bar was we want cocktails. After listening to lots of people saying we want cocktails, we brought in a cocktail bar manager and we started doing cocktails and the bar just took off massively after that. And I ran a promotion. I ran a happy hour for, I think, a month and a half, two months possibly. And it was so busy. We couldn't keep up with it. Did I make lots of money from that happy hour? No, I didn't. But what I did do was get people in the door that then made me money later on. So it was really thinking strategically of like, this isn't going to be the best decision for us financially necessarily in the short term, but in the long term, it'll be the investment we need to really launch this bar. And people get to know our cocktails and get to like them and understand the ethos behind our business because we made all our cocktails from scratch. They were all handmade. Even the syrups were made on site. Everything was done on site. So it was really bringing all of that together. So that's really how I grew my business. It wasn't necessarily, like I say, about the products, even though, or what we were selling or the food we had. So the food was good. The food was tasty. And that's what we always set out to achieve, that we wanted tasty homemade food. So that was what I set out in the vision. But deciding on that menu came much later on. What it was, was having that strategy and planning, the visibility, the marketing, listening to what people were saying, keeping an eye on the insights and the data and the stats and the analysis, which then helped me to grow the business. So hopefully that was helpful for you today to get an idea of what I did to really help propel my business in those first six months. And like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I used that method over and over again. It wasn't, I did that for the bakery. I did that when I launched other things. I I did evening food service for a while. It didn't work, but I was able to use that framework again to do that. And without knowing the statistics, looking at the numbers, looking at the information I had, I wouldn't know that actually this isn't working for us. I'm going to take it out. What it was, was I got information that made me go, this isn't the best use of my time in the business and it's not going to work for us longer term at the moment. So let's park it for now and we can do something else. I'm going to be back next week with another episode, but I'd love to hear what you would like to know about. So email me at naomi at bakingboss.net or drop me a DM at I am Baking Boss. There is a lot there. Certainly if you're doing this on your own, it can be very overwhelming. So I am here. I do work on a one-to-one basis. I'm also going to be bringing out some different courses shortly. Do come follow me. If you want to come book in a discovery call, they're 30 minutes. They're absolutely free. If you want to work with me in the future, it'll be great to hear from you. Just head on over to my website, bakingboss.net, and book in a call. I'll be back next week with another guest. So that's very exciting. In the meantime, have a great week and happy baking. Thank you for listening to Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets with Naomi Rose. If you're enjoying this podcast, then please do give it a review. And don't forget to subscribe and follow. If you want to get some useful resources, then do visit my website, bakingboss.net. And give me a follow on social media at Naomi Rose Baking Boss and I am Baking Boss. We'll see you on the next episode.